people come to me to talk about sex because I love doing it. Move that way a little bit and I'll insert right there. And not everyone that comes to me is psycho or crazy. Kink, polyamory, sexual functioning. Are you having trouble in the bedroom? Do you not know what to do? Well, tune in. You're going to find out. All right, podcasters, this is Courtney, and unfortunately, our favorite stir stick, Troy, had to leave town for unfortunate events, so we miss him, and Miss Michaela couldn't be here, but producer Andrew is here, and we get to have fun with him today. Hey, guys, what's up? And we're going to be talking about open relationships, because that's coming up a lot these days, Andrew. Open relationships. It it's, is. Um, it's a hot topic. It is a hot topic. I have a lot of clients coming in, couples even individuals wanting to explore that more in their relationship or I don't know what's for me. So I thought we would talk about if a couple were to come see me or even an individual, what that would experience would be like. Okay. All right. Cause, so, so <laughs> the idea is if I'm like a husband or a boyfriend yes. and I'm like, or a partner or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We're thinking about having an open relationship right? and they come to you and they mm-hmm. say, is this for us? Or do they come to you and they say, what are the ground rules or what's the best way to go about this? Or is an open relationship for us? Like All of the above. All right. Yes, all, right. all of the above. So the first thing I do is, so what we have to remember is I am a psychotherapist. Wow. So I can dig into deep issues and I look for those deep issues to address in our psychotherapy. You look for the crazy. Not the crazy. The, the flags. The dysfunction, the dif- I call dysfunction. it. The dysfunction is a okay. proper term. For some people might call it crazy, but I call it dysfunction mm-hmm. or what's not going right. Now, there are people out there who are like more like a life coach um, and they can then help explore the lifestyle uh, because you have to keep in mind, I am one person. I know a lot of information, but it doesn't mean I always practice everything I can talk about. Yeah, you're not. I mean, just because you know about open relationships doesn't mean right. that you are you frequently are, are in one. I right. think that's a big time uh, misunderstanding. With, right. You know sex therapists is like no they're not bisexual they're not right. all in open relationships they're not all sexually adventurous exactly they're just right it's like just because you have one fetish doesn't mean i like that fetish. but you know what i might have my own i like yeah and, just, and that's not going to come out in the therapy room unless if i feel it's going to be beneficial to the client or the clients just because i'm in video production doesn't mean that i do soap operas or right. i doesn't mean that i do porn or doesn't mean that i do right. commercials I'm specialized in a field of of video production. Exactly. But we secretly know you're sitting here at two o'clock every day watching your soap opera, right? Exactly. Good. All right. (laughs) So, so one thing to, to expect is that there are many different kinds of open relationships these days. Um, Open relationship is just a big umbrella for a variety of kinds. One thing I give clients who come in as a resource, there's um, a local um, lady in town. She is awesome. She's a consultant. She lives the lifestyle um, her name is uh, Eli Chef, but she wrote a great article on Psychology Today that really uh, talks about each type of open relationship. And it's very clear. It's very concise. It's easy to understand. So what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we're, we're talking about, like, gay open relationships and straight open relationships. Is it as that is topical as that or is it deeper? This is probably more heterosexual versus mm-hmm. gay open relationships, though... It, it could apply as well. So it just defines, it's called, um, let me find it, the seven forms of non-monogamy, and you can find it on Psychology Today. Mm-hmm. And it just talks about the different, you know, what an open relationship, oh. what an open relationship is, mm-hmm. um, you know, what swinging is, what cheating is. It actually defines what cheating is, because that's uh, that people get confused with what cheating is, being a lot of people in the belief is that cheating is when I go outside my marriage or my relationship. Cheating, well, so the way I would define cheating right. is um, if me and you didn't discuss it right. and you go out and you do it, or I blatantly said, look, I don't want you sleeping with anyone right. else flat out, right? and you do it right. without me knowing it, Yes, that's cheating. I agree with you. However, some people have a viewpoint that once we are in a marriage or relationship, even if I say, yes, Andrew, you can go out and see someone else and you can go out and fuck someone else, that still, they would say, well, he's cheating, even though I've given you permission. So see, for me, then that would mean that that's fair game. That is uh, what we call consensual non-monogamy. Okay. So I have consented that you can be non-monogamous with me. 
and that I can be non-monogamous with you. Yeah. If that is our agreement. But that's two adults coming to an agreement, yes. right? But let's say I went out and slept with someone else mm-hmm. and you didn't know about it. Then that would all. be cheating. That's cheating. Yes. That's Yes. That's how I define cheating. Right. So what I do with clients, and we'll get to that, is we create a what I call protocol or a boundary or a plan for your open relationship. Mm-hmm. What is this going to look like? And we adhere to that because if we step outside that, that is then considered cheating and it's a violation of trust and boundaries. So it, it causes more issues. So what we just said was consensual non-monogamy is a couple agreeing to have an open relationship with other sexual partners, other even sometimes emotional partners, depending on the type of open relationship, because you have swinging, you have, you know, polyamorous, you have polygamy, uh, you have uh, BDSM, so there's, or BDSM kink. So there's different types of open relationships that and you are can you, have. you're going to go over those? Um, so one thing that that Eli does that's really well is she defines what cheating is in non-monogamous relationships and in monogamous relationships. So if you and I agree to have a monogamous relationship, that means we are going to only sleep with each other, only have an emotional connection with each other. Mm -hmm. If I decided one day, Ooh, Channing Tatum's in town and I'm going to go over there and try to seduce him. And then I sleep with him or I start sharing secrets with him that you don't know. That is me cheating on you. Mm -hmm. Now, if we had a, consensual non-monogamy relationship i might say hey andrew channing tatum's in town i'm gonna go over there and try to see if i can get with this guy because you know i'm obsessed with him and it's been like my dream and you might be like all right that's cool hall pass yeah hall pass that's part of our our plan that's our agreement with each other you're like all are some cool we have other agreements as well that we can talk more about but the human side kicks in sometimes where i say hey yeah Go bang Chan- Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Never gonna happen. Do it. And it happens. Right. And a week passes by and I'm not cool with it. Right. And that happens. Yeah. So when I have couples come in after we've created their plan, their protocol, we check in with how is everything going? Not, not only that, mm-hmm. I mean, do you come to a point where it's like, you know what is going to happen, right? Like me as no, no, a therapist. No, no, no. Oh. Like as a therapist, like mm-hmm. you know, you know. For me, it's kind of like it. To me, it's almost like when teenagers buy a car, right? And they decide to make monthly payments, <laughs> and then they realize, oh, wait a minute, I have to pay this every month, and yeah, I have to pay insurance every month. Yeah, they don't know what they're getting into, a hundred percent. The Let's Talk Sex podcast would like to thank Pink Intimate Lubricants for a donation of lubricant and sensual wellness samples. Pink Intimate Lubricants aims to provide women with sexual wellness products that increase their sense of pleasure, playfulness, and confidence through every intimate experience. Pink realizes every woman and sexual experience is unique and offers a variety of products from Pink Natural, made with organic aloe, to Pink Frolic, developed specifically for our toys. Check out all the products at www.pinkforus.com. And men don't feel left out. Go to pinkforus.com and check out their men's line. Right. So And gas is, you know, two bucks a gallon. Oh, it's going to be 250 in a few months. Right. Exactly. And then so the thing is, is that that's my thing. It's like, you know, you know, what, what, how detailed do you get? Is it, is it this right. thing where it's like, yeah, go bang Chan- Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. But then me and you are at dinner, right? And right. Channing Tatum text messages you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And says, hey, I'm back in Atlanta. Because, you know, I booked another gig. Right. And you look at me and you're like, hey, you know, Channing Tatum just texted me. And right. I'm like, what's he doing texting you? Right. So it's like. So that's a good point. So part of what one would expect when they come into my, my office is one, we have to do the legal stuff. We have to do the administrative stuff first. Okay. You can't just come in, sit down, start talking, and I give you advice. And uh-huh. we do therapy. <clears throat> we have to sign forms. We go over the structure of therapy. <clears throat> we go over the structure of therapy. If you're coming in as a couple, hold on. <clears throat> we go over the structure of therapy. If you're coming in as a couple, this is for you guys. As a relationship therapist, I see the relationship as my client. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's two people, maybe more sometimes, who fuel that relationship. That's interesting what you right. said. I see the relationship <laughs> as my client, mm-hmm. not the two individual people. The right. Relationship the relationship is my client. Is my client. Okay. So a lot that, that confuses a lot of people and a lot of family therapists, marriage therapists are trained this way that you're not just treating, you're not treating the individuals, you're treating the relationship. Um, some people who don't have that type of training that I do, they begin to treat 
the individuals, which doesn't sometimes help the relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you guys are, our agreement in our room is you're going to come here together. You have to come here together. You can't just come separately if you feel like it. Mm-hmm. Unless if we previously talk about why you're going to come separately. And gotcha. that's just our agreement in our therapy room. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after that, we, you know, sign the forms. Um, I, you know, talk, I talk about what brings you guys in today. We call that in therapy terms, the presenting problem. Okay. You know, so then at that point, you and your partner might say, well, we're thinking about opening the relationship or we want to have a third in our relationship or we're not really sure, but we're kind of bored with our sex life. Okay. At some point, someone is giving me a reason why they want to come in and I further explore that with them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell me more about that. So I would say, what's going on in your current relationship? I want to know how is your relationship foundation right now? If there's any dysfunction or craziness, as Andrew might say, in the relationship, we have to address that. To make sure that Mm -hmm. they're not trying to put a Band-Aid on a problem. Right. Or like, and some people do Mm -hmm. this with, I guess, open relationships or they Mm -hmm. do it with a new house or or they do it with kids. Yeah. Oh, if we have a baby, it'll make all our problems go away. No. He'll stop wanting to do this. Right. No, the kid's going to make it worse because it's going to be crying. It's going to be grumpy and you're going to be tired. So no, we need to be somewhat stable before we add new life events. Yeah. Even a real open relationship. So we talk about what is the reason. I also find out, have you guys ever been in an open relationship at any point? Because I want to know each partner's experience. Um, one, like how long to what was the experience like? Some people have been in open relationships and it wasn't positive. What's the purpose of that? Are you looking for the lead dog or are you looking for the who can <laughs> Who's handle in charge? It? One, yeah. Who, who, in your terms, who could handle it? Or is there dysfunction that we need to work on first? Mm-hmm. I've told some couples when they've come in, I said, I don't recommend you opening this relationship right now. What you're coming in with and why you're telling me you want to open it, these are this is a dysfunction in the relationship we need to talk about. We need to resolve that before we add other stress. Because opening a relationship can be stressful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, be very stressful. You have a lot of things to consider. You know, the new relationships, you know, what are the rules? What are the boundaries? What's our protocol? Finances is a big thing because if, you know, you're taking Buffy out to Ruth Chris Steakhouse and some dude over here is taking me to Waffle House, I'm going to be kind of pissed probably. Mm-hmm. You know, you're spending $100 on her and he's only spending, you know, whatever Waffle House costs these days, I don't know, you know, less than $10 possibly on me or you're getting all these fun adventures and I'm not, that can cause fights in the primary relationship. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, Couples like to date mm-hmm. other men or couples like to date other women. Right. You know, so, right. um, you know, so I, I guess there's varying degrees of open relationships. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, yeah. are, are, are we splitting up and doing our own thing or are we going doing this together? together? Yeah. And so that is where Eli does a great job defining um, the seven forms of non-monogamy. And I'm just going to kind of briefly go through yeah, them yeah, yeah. because there's so many and, and them, each, yeah. yeah. And each has their own rules. Most of the time is there's polygamy, which is, you know, when you have one husband with more than one wife, um, not legal in most States in the United States. Um, then you have, uh, you know, open relationships was the umbrella for other types of, um, uh, open relationships was the umbrella for other relationships, including swinging, Uh, which is where you have a couple, a heterosexual couple typically, and they have agreed to uh, swap partners. Mm -hmm. And this can be done in a variety of settings, whether it's a club, whether it's a house party, whether it's a group of friends who've known each other for a while, um, and they swap partners. It's like square dancing. Yeah, pretty much. Sometimes, though, in the square dance, you might have a third partner in that couple relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And typically, this is seen as either, it it stays heterosexual. So meaning that there's not going to be guy on guy but there could be some girl on girl that is more accepted than guy on guy is not well i think the term there that i've heard is uh there's a hard swap and there's yeah. a soft swap right and the hard swap is uh anything goes right and then the soft swap is just the girls hook up yeah. yeah right and so you have to and that's something that couples need to know if you're going to someone's house you need to ask them what are the rules mm-hmm. you know what do i need to do so i don't disrespect anyone or break a rule or cause cause harm so that's swinging. It was started back in, I think, the 1960s with Air Force um, officers and their wives swapping partners, and it's just grown since then. Well, have you ever heard of the term of Eskimo brother? I have not. Okay, so... Educate me. The, the term... Folks, the, folks the, producer uh, Andrew is uh, educating me the, now. The street slang is Eskimo brother, which is 
if um if if I meet my girlfriend's ex-boyfriend that she slept with Okay, hold on. If I meet my girlfriend's ex-boyfriend that she slept with okay, in the past, right? We we are Eskimo brothers cuz we've slept with the same woman. Oh, okay? So Okay. You might meet a lot of different Eskimo brothers out there. Right, you yeah. Know? So the thing is... Or Eskimo is sisters, maybe? I don't know I mean. The, uh, the, the lore is is that um, the Inuit cult culture, when they would go out on hunting excursions, okay. they would leave a handful of men behind to guard the village, right? Hmm, interesting. But in order for um, uh, all the men and women to feel comfortable, they mm-hmm. would allow... Um, each other to sleep with each other's wives right because the idea was is that you shared a bed with my wife when i'm out hunting you're going to protect her like she's your own like she's your own okay you know so that's where the term eskimo Eskimo brother okay so uh, they created their own little protocol and rules and boundaries exactly where it was more or less where it was like i i trust you you're my friend and when I go out hunting and I'm gone okay. for a long period of time, or not even just hunting, it's just like in the village and and you're going to look out for my family like yeah. it's your own. And this is so funny because these days, at least in our culture, that my experience is that a lot of men don't like sharing their partner with a friend. It's almost like if you've touched her, then... It's tainted somehow. It's tainted, it's, it's dirty seconds, it's... I'm like, which I disagree with. I'm like, it's really... I mean, if I eat after you and I eat after your best friend, Andrew, what's the difference between that and... That's probably cleaner than, you know, anything else. You know why? Because the the thing is, is that the, uh, more often times than not, those kind of men mm-hmm. have really small penises. <laughs> I have to disagree. I've been with those kind of men and trust me, their penises are not really small. <laughs> But there might be some other insecurities going on that we need to talk about. So, but yeah, I'm thinking, you know, eating after someone could be dirtier than a nice clean bedroom that you just showered mm-hmm. and the JJ and the penis is clean. I don't just love how I just use, you know, slang for yeah, me. Right. And then, yeah, <laughs> see, even the sex therapist does it. So the other, another form of open relationship um, that I actually like a lot is monogamish. Um, this was turned by Dan Savage. Um, he's a has some great information out there as well. And this is pretty much when we we're not swinging, we're not t- necessarily swapping uh, partners with people we know or going to clubs. But for some reason, we've agreed to open the relationship for certain reasons. Um, a popular one is folks who travel. Um, you know, I might be out of the country or in a different state for three months. Um, you have a pass to hook up with people there, but there might be it's only a one night stand only, or it could be only when you're flying to that state can you see this person you're or your talk to them. Needs yeah, pretty much it's, it's a sexually based relationship. You know, there's no emotional like okay, well you're going to be talking to her in between. That no, it's like you only see her when you're there. I think that's a big thing that people need to learn to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. Is um, a lot of people equate sex with love, right? And, you know, you hear that a lot where, you, you know, mm-hmm. are you're in love with that person because you're having sex with that person. Right. No. No. It's no. Just, it's they're f- two separate things. Two totally separate they things. They can come together, but they're separate. It depends what your intent is. Right. If you love someone, yes, you can make love mm-hmm. to them and you can fuck them and mm-hmm. you can have sex with them. I know a lot of couples who are in love with each other, but they don't have sex. Yeah. But they have sex with other people, but they're not in love with those people. Yeah. It's just for fun. It's a physical activity. It's exercise. It's exercise. Yeah. So monogamish. I like it. Yeah. I love monogamish. Um, And and a lot of times I'll have couples come in and they're like, oh, we want to be swingers. That sounds more like what it really is. Monogamish. Where it's just like, I just need a physical need met. Right. Or or for someone who has a a spouse who might have a disability Mm -hmm. or they might not be a cognitively conscious like Alzheimer's or they're in a coma yeah where it's one of those hey maybe if we get together and we have a long-term relationship we agree that if either of us is incapacitated then you have a hall pass to go out and have certain type of relationship with another mm-hmm. person and we have to agree what is that going to be because if I ever come to yeah then what's going to happen yeah you know so if it's just you going out and banging someone every now and then fine but if you form an emotional relationship, then when I come to, what's going to happen? Uh, Monogamish, I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of pilots and yeah. flight attendants who are in those kind of relationships. As long as they are clearly monogamish yes. and not cheating. And, and not catching the Zika. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Please don't bring Zika back here. Um, so, 
yeah, so I have a lot of couples who come in and they start talking about wanting to be swingers and I'm listening to them talk and I go, guys, I think you need to read this article. You need to read more about monogamish. I'm hearing that's what you want. And then they read, they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that is, that's it. So I'm like, let's talk more about that then. Mm -hmm. And again, we have to create a protocol and boundaries. All of these uh, consensual non-monogamies have that. Well, defining it helps you create the boundaries also. Right. So if you, if you're going through this checklist and you're like, okay, we're not, we're not swinging. Right. You know, we're not hard swapping. We are, this is more, you know, what we feel more comfortable in saying what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Then you have the polyamorous relationships, which this is not always about sex. And that's where a lot of people get very confused. And their stigma is that these relationships are, oh, you're just allowed to go out and fuck a bunch of different people. No, 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 no. Polyamorous relationships really is about the emotional connection. You know, you have, you may have a group of people who are polyamorous and they have sex together, but they also have emotional attachment and they also have rules for those relationships. And that gets much, much more detailed. And we're not going to go into that because we don't have enough time. And I'm going to have an actual polyamorous lifestyle person come in and talk because I am not polyamorous. I work with polyamorous clients. I understand, but it's not my lifestyle. So I'm definitely not the expert there. No, that is commitment beyond commitment. Yeah. That is. <laughs> yes. I hate saying this because I don't want but I'm going to say it anyway. But like, I always feel like there's a little bit of crazy in the eye whenever I meet folks like that. It just, it's got that like Tom Jones, mm -hmm. I'll drink the Kool-Aid, <laughs> you know, take me to your leader kind right. of feel to it. I'm not sure who you're meeting because the folks that I know definitely don't have that. No, no. Yeah, they have very clear boundaries. I've met the partners. I've met every, you know, a lot of people involved. You know, I see the lifestyle and it works very well. Now there can be, there, there like any relationship, there's conflict as well. Uh, you know, like with finances. Well, that, that just seems like there is more room for conflict. Yeah, there is. you're sharing not only physical stuff, but... Mm -hmm. um, you know, emotional, yeah, financial, uh, financial, sometimes children, sometimes time. Yeah, you're spending sometimes more living time, space. <laughs> you're, you're spending more time with that person mm -hmm. than, or you know, you know, right. why are you watching West Wing with them? You should be watching West Wing with me, right? But that's I thought why West Wing was our thing. But that's why you, they have boundaries and agreements but and how, structure. But how crazy does that get? You I'm can't, not going to say crazy. You can't watch West Wing with me because it's our thing. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, I think right. that it, but there's, there's more in, room for it to get nitpicky than But than in not. polyamorous relationships, it's not really an R thing. It's a we. Or yeah. if it is an R, then there's a discussion about that. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, you know, we, we need to discuss this because there is a primary relationship a lot in polyamorous relationships. And then there are a lot of secondary relationships. This, this just sounds like it's like an amoeba cell. And it just and it that could when, be a good way to look at it. Absorb each other, or like a spider web, maybe like a spider web. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure those are the best example, but yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like it's. It, there's a lot of connection. Yeah. But if you really know what you're doing and you have great mentors and people to help support you, you can have a very successful polyamorous relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's again, what it's what is it that you want? Yeah. You know, making sure that you are also healthy enough to be in that kind of relationship as well, like any other monogamous or non-monogamous relationship okay all right so those are the the forms uh, most of the forms of non-monogamy again this article goes over different kinds as well more detail so i suggest folks checking it out we're having it on the show notes so you can click mm -hmm. the link and go there um going back to what happens when you come into courtney's office again we go through the what i call the assessment phase and this can be many sessions up to at least four it could be longer depending on what's going on i have to get information about you medical history medications any prior mental health i explore the current relationship and see what's going on there where's their conflict where do we need to grow what what do we need to address between you guys first before we really get into creating this plan that we talked about. And in your estimation, what's the percentage of couples that come in ready to go right off the bat, ready to rock and roll in an a open relationship? You know, I've had, it depends, because I've had different types of couples. I've had couples who have never done it, and some are wanting to just go on head, you know, go on at it. Mm -hmm. You know, let's not stop and go, not collecting. We're just going straight there. So then I have couples who are like, we want to do this, but we're not sure. We need, we know we need to talk about stuff first. We know we need a plan. Those are the couples I like. Those are the couples where things 
are probably going to be more successful because they're starting to think about it. But I bet, I bet more oftentimes than not, you get the couple where it's like she was always in one and now she kind of wants to introduce mm-hmm. this into our relationship. Or right. Like or, he was, or he was. Yeah. One or the other. Right. Has always done this right. and wants to introduce this in, right. with their new partner. I get a lot of that and I get a lot of established couples, I call them, where they have a current open relationship that isn't necessarily the reason why they're coming in, um, but they know I understand their lifestyle. I'm not going to judge them. And we're Mm -hmm. talking about other stuff. And then sometimes as we're talking, we realize, oh, there is something going on in that open relationship that we need to talk about as well. And we address that. Like, like, let's go back to what, what is your plan? What are your boundaries? What are your rules? Yeah. Is this still working for you? Because as mm-hmm. we grow, as we get older as people, as the relationship grows, things change. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to adjust as we grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, I do get a few couples who are just wanting to go ahead and do it. Um, I talk about why. Why do we want to do it now versus waiting? I explain why the rules and boundaries are important that this prevents conflict or it can help us address current conflict. Um, and then we, at some point, it might not be the first session, it might not be the second session, we start talking about what their plan is. A lot of times I will send couples home with the homework assignment of, I want you both to create a list of what you want, your desires in an open relationship, what you don't want, so what's off limits, um, and then even a list of, I'm not sure about this. I'm kind of ambiguous about it. I want to talk more. Mm-hmm. I. I now, had them do, do it separate. Okay, so they yeah. do it separate. I okay. had them do it separate. I want to see, and I actually had them don't share with each other until you come back. Yeah. Because I want to see where are you guys at. You know, mm-hmm. how much do you match up and how much do you not match up? And more oftentimes than not, whose list is longer? The man's or the woman's? Oh, it depends on the type of person. Yeah. So, yeah, because some people come in and I have like whole paragraphs and then some I just get like little checkpoints of this, this, this. But my job is to look at those checkpoints and look at those paragraphs and say, okay, this is what we need to talk about. So you both mentioned you want to have a third female in the relationship. Great. Okay. Well, how are we going to find that female? What mm-hmm. about a male partner? Is that totally off limits or is Now you've a male- heard the term unicorn, unicorn right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey guys, this is Courtney from Let's Talk Sex. I'm here to let you know about the Sports Rehabilitation Center in Atlanta. Sports Rehabilitation Center has remained Atlanta's leader in outpatient physical therapy for over 20 years. Their clinics use a low patient volume and specialize in treatment of orthopedics, sports lymphedema, and pelvic floor conditions. With the latest techniques, including dry needling, advanced manual therapy techniques, underwater treadmills, and full exercise gym, their expert staff will help you recover in the quickest and safest way possible. Go visit one of their four locations in Midtown, Buckhead, Sandy Springs, and Dunwoody, and you will see why everyone from couch potatoes to professional athletes has made the Sports Rehabilitation Center their first choice for outpatient physical therapy. You can find them at www.sportsrehabcenter.com, www.sportsrehabcenter.com. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so depending on the couple, um, you know, as again, do you want a unicorn? Do you just want a third partner? Is she going to participate with both of you or mm-hmm. just with one of you? Yeah. Uh, you know, when, who's going to contact her? Who's not going to contact her? Do we have contact outside of the bedroom? You know, do we text who we have to figure out all but that. It can get even deeper than that. Yeah. It can be like, are we doing anal? Right. Um, are we taking them out to dinner? Right. Are we, are we kissing? Yeah. Um, are we oral sexing? Exactly. Are we brush, are they staying mm-hmm. the night over and are we having a, a yeah. toothbrush for them at, afterwards? <laughs> do they get a drawer in our bedroom? <laughs> do they get a drawer in our bedroom? Exactly. Do right. they get a Is key? Is this a one night stand? Do we want another name? Or do I we want to keep seeing someone <laughs> right. and saying, listen, we want to see you exclusively. Right. Because I, you right. Know, I, I know a lot of couples mm-hmm. that will actually date people because they don't want to go around and... Yeah contract things or whatever they want to right. find someone who they both like and that's a different thing as as well as testing mm-hmm. you know what is the the rule around sti std testing mm-hmm. you know because you don't know who this person is i mean i say with any new partner you need to get tested so you need to get tested with even new open relationship partners mm-hmm. or at least you need to test yourself on a regular basis i mean it might be hard to test if you have a variety of partners and you know you don't have a close relationship with them you know, if they're just one night stands, but you want to get yourself tested. In your assessment, who's typically the point of contact? What do you mean? Well, who's who? Who in the who? who typically, is it the man or the woman that will do the talking? With, oh, like with me? Or, or, yeah, yeah. In your assessment, oh, where you've seen it depends. They both um, a a good 
a good session they're both talking and sharing mm-hmm. because that's how i no, get I'm the information about like when oh. they go they go out on a hunt for a unicorn like who does so it? that's i asked them who's uh-huh. going to do the talking who 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 more oftentimes not says i see a lot of females in my experience yeah do a lot more talking you know why because a man will fuck anything right yeah Plus, also if and it's if the, if plus the also into it, then women are going to be off. warmer to other women yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's one of those. Oh, okay, you're my friend, yay! And then we talk about that. Versus a man comes to me and starts talking about like, oh wait, that's sleazy. It's, you might be kind of yeah, creepy. Like I'm not uh, yeah. sure about you. Yeah. You know, or if you have a good wing partner or something, mm-hmm. then it also that depends works. on the environment. I mean, if you go right. to a place where that's known, mm-hmm. then. You know, you can just flat out have a conversa- open right. conversation where there's no real right. judgment. And I know a lot of couples where they, they both find for their partner. So I don't necessarily go out for myself and find someone, but I might have you, Andrew, go and find me a partner, and I find you someone. Yeah. You know, or the, you find your own partner. So mm-hmm. it's really up to them, and I don't say who does what, but what are you most comfortable with, and you can try a different, you know, variety of different ways. I this remember isn't, I, I was dating a girl in college, and... uh she would just bring home women randomly on a consistent basis. And I remember having this. Would sit- she tell you? I mean, she wouldn't. She wouldn't like, t- no. on the way home in the cab, by the way. Oh, let, let, me, let, me, let me put this. This is how old I am, all right? Uh, there was no text messaging. It was <laughs> Did you have your pager? <laughs> quite literally, they would just show up. And, but at one point, I had to sit her down and be like, I think you might be a lesbian. You know Why what I'm saying? Why did you say that? Because she could be bisexual. No, well, it turned out that she was actually oh. she's, she's a lesbian. <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, no, like, but um, I, I guess what I'm saying for for mm-hmm. me, it was like, because um, there was no checking in. There was just like, oh, he's a guy. He'll eventually li- he'll like this if right. I bring home an, another woman or whatever. Right. But um, I think the whole point of me saying that is, um, you know, I I think that one thing that people in open relationships aren't prepared for mm-hmm. is the other partner to start evolving. Right. That in happens. Some other direction that mm-hmm. they might not even be seeing. Right. You know, or if you fall in love with someone else, if you fall in love, right. exactly. Or if you get someone mm-hmm. pregnant, right. That can happen. You know, so, you know, I, I don't want to just talk about open relationship oh, no. and just going out and having fun. Like, Oh no, no, there's barriers. There's setbacks. Not there only is barriers, there's life changes, like, changes. You know, we have to create what I always tell couples is we need a fail safe plan. So that way, you know, if something starts to go awry, we can hopefully begin to correct it sooner rather than later. I mean, some things like a pregnancy, we can't just, we can't predict that, but we can predict other things. So what are some things? So, you common know, things, because I'm throwing out the right. outrageous. So m- common is finances. You know, if we're talking about we want to actually have an emotional connection with people. And a lot of men, I have a lot of male clients where they're like, I don't want to go out and fuck this girl. I, I want to take her to lunch and get to know her first. She's mm-hmm. not, you know, this is not a prostitute or hooker I'm paying for. You know, this is I want to I'm going to have a better experience if I know the person. Mm-hmm. OK, well, great. But how does your partner feel about that? Yeah. You know, okay, now great. So if you have a large disposable income, wonderful, no big deal. But if you're a normal middle class, lower class family and you don't have a large disposable income, how, where is that money going to come from? And then what are the expectations on the other per, for the other person? Exactly. Like, okay, do we do Dutch or right? Do we do 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 I need you to woo mm-hmm. me? Do I need you to take right? me out? Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those, okay, if you're going to go meet someone at a bar and have a drink, okay, great. But who's going to pay for the drinks? Yeah. Are you dating her or are you guys just, you know, hanging out as friends? There needs to be, you know, very clear discussion. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, is like, what, what if, you know, what if you and your wife are planning a vacation? And exactly. And one of you says, hey, wouldn't it be fun to invite so-and-so? Right. No, it might not be fun. No, or, it might not be fun. Right. Yeah. I, or it might be fun if you guys are doing this together and, hey, yeah, why not? But does so-and-so want to go? Mm-hmm. But also, it's one of those, then does so-and-so pay for herself or are we paying for her? Like, how does this yeah, go? Yeah, are we dating her? Like, what, right. how does this all... Right. Because, you know, if, if I go out of town with a guy I'm seeing, depending on how long I've known him... Do we stay in the same room? I know. Yeah. It's like, okay, well... If I guess I'm inviting him to go with me out of town, I feel like I I pay for the accommodations. But in a broader sense, you have to you have to think about the things mm-hmm. that you would do and say as right. if you were dating that person. Maybe. Or if you were just fucking that person. Right. 
or if you just wanted to have a one night stand mm-hmm. with that person. Right. Yeah. Something else that comes up a lot is say, you know, one partner goes out and starts dating a bunch of different people or seeing a bunch of different people or talking to a bunch of different people, whatever, you know, is going on and another partner is not. That can create a lot of emotional disturbance as well and a lot of conflict in the relationship. Well, it's okay, why is this person doing it? Why are you not doing it? Yeah. You know, and I think well, we, I just want him or her to be happy. Right. Or, uh, you know, a lot of what, what you hit on is that it's easier for women to go find men because, as you said, guys will fuck anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys. Not all guys, but a lot of guys will. Versus girls are going to be a little bit more picky. Like, well, I want to get to know you. I'm going to chat with you. I'll make sure you're not a rapist that's going to try to, you know, kill me once I meet you. So it's sometimes harder for a lot of men, which is why... We have a lot of swinging couples because it's easier to find a partner that way. Well, let me tell you, the the couple, in my experience, the couples mm-hmm. that have the most issues is when uh, an older man has a trophy wife. So okay. you're talking about like a 50, 60-year-old mm-hmm. man that has a 25-year-old wife. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, somehow the wife has convinced him to go and have this kind of lifestyle. Right. And it can be very hard to find another woman mm-hmm. that wants to be with your right. overweight, old, rich husband. Right. You know? Yeah. And more often times than not, I see those mm-hmm. couples just, just, <laughs> and mm-hmm. she won't leave him because he's loaded and he won't <laughs> leave her because she's, he's, hot. she's hot and he yeah. won't get laid again unless he goes, sees a prostitute. Right. So, um, you know, the point in saying all that is like, yeah, you're going to run into all kinds of couples out there when you're mm-hmm. ready. To, one thing that I found that is that everyone's open and honest, though. Okay, like in the in, in the community, the open okay, relationship right. community. Because there's no bullshit. Right, it's straight well, to the point. Well, communication is one of the biggest factors to see how successful is this going to be. And what I find is couples who have successful open relationships have great communication with each other. They communicate very well with each other. They communicate very well with me. Those who don't have the best communication, if you start an open relationship, it's going to be difficult because you already can't communicate with each other, which causes fights. So adding just another stressor there Mm -hmm. is going to create more stress and more fights possibly. Then if you're not able to communicate with the other person, there's more confusion. Or how about just like simply just, you know, I, I get communication, but just are you okay with yourself right. to where you're not going to take everything personally? Personally, because right. I got to tell you, like you have to keep a cool head mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of your situation. Let, let's say you go to a swing club mm-hmm. and a girl comes up and approaches your husband and wants, mm-hmm. you know, and is asking and right. you can't just fly off the handle and be like, bitch get out of my face right you have to be you have to be nice you have to, yeah there's a level there of, are rules and you find out what, what are the rules first when i go to this club exactly you know and also we have communication of you know hey you know he's not the one who decides what happens that's my role in mm-hmm. our in our relationship and then the other person like, oh you know i'm so sorry i did not know well yeah. how about we go chat then yeah you know let's go get a drink yeah so there's rules there's great communication there's trust you know, you have to have trust in the in a relationship. If you don't have trust in the primary relationship, that could just lead to more trouble. Because if all of a sudden, Andrew, you know, you're late from getting home from work, and I don't trust you, I'm gonna be thinking, well, is he is he cheating on me? Is, is he, he going out? Girl yeah, maybe maybe he night. met up with the girl from the other night, and maybe I need to drive down to. No, 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 no. You have to trust that Andrew's not home for a reason. And he's going to tell me why. And when he comes home, I'm going to believe him. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's really bad traffic on, you know, DeCab, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, the really bad traffic stopped me from getting home or I stopped to get food. I remembered you saying we needed such and such groceries. So I stopped. Sorry, I didn't text you first. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it, you know, versus me thinking, oh, he's out there, you know, just doing his own thing uh, and not thinking thing, about me. Another thing that I've seen a lot out there is, oh, you're into that type. What is that type? <laughs> I mean, like when you think that, uh, you know, when you go out and like, let's say your husband or your wife mm-hmm. chooses someone who is the complete opposite. Oh, uh, okay. Right. That and type. There, there's, there's people who just, they, they, they take, they don't, my whole point in saying a lot of this stuff is it's not what you think you're going to react to things. It's right. what you're, what you don't know about. Right. Like all of a sudden you're 
all of a sudden your 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 wife mm-hmm. chooses someone who is on mm-hmm. a, a 180 of you right and you're like wait a, whoa right. wait a minute you know but what we have to keep in mind is you, you know the the primary relationship they have that emotional connection that is actually the most important thing is the emotional connection mm-hmm. because that's what keeps them together so just because you know you might be a 40 year old man and you're decent looking you could probably use a few pounds but you know you have five kids and it's hard to get to the gym just because my wife goes and chooses some you know 20 year old cabana boy who has you know abs of steel doesn't mean she doesn't think i'm attractive yeah it just means that she finds that person appealing as well, and that might be her Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. You know, but she has an emotional connection with me, and I have to be confident that and trust that she's going to keep that. And if anything changes, we have to talk about have it. To talk about it because yeah. there's a chance that hey, maybe she falls for the 20 year old Cabana boy for some reason, and we need to talk about that. But I know a lot of couples where the partners go after other partners who look nothing like their spouse and it doesn't mean anything. I mean, mm-hmm. it just means that I find that person attractive. Yeah. 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 And I think that's another thing to, to talk about with, cause that, that's another thing that can get really deep. It's like, you know, um, you know, people have different tastes mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't like X, Y, and Z. Right. I don't like, yeah. you know, I don't want to, if you're going to go out and find somebody for me, this mm-hmm. is what I like. This right. is what I, I Physically, need. this is what I yeah. like. Now, yeah. and when I get to know them emotionally, I may change my mind sure. either way. <laughs> you yeah. know, when you get to begin talking to someone, you either like, oh, wow, this person is really cool. I actually like him. Or, oh, dear God, I need to get away now. Yeah. So, you know, and so it can go either way. But yes, physically, this is what I like. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, you know, for me personally, I like guys of a certain height. I mean, I'm short myself. So who knows why? We could totally, you know, analyze that as much as we want. But that's just what it is. Okay. So you give us a clean mm-hmm. bill of sale. Okay. Right? We, I've come to you for four sessions. Okay. You say, listen, you guys, you're ready to go out right. and start getting it on. Right. Right. Where do we start? Where does a couple okay. start? Where and do they go? So that's what I ask them is where do you want to start? Where, what, do you, what are you comfortable with? You know, I can give you a bunch of resources. I could say, here, here's a website with a bunch of swingers clubs or, you know, swingers meetups. But is that what you want? You know, no, maybe no, no, not online. May, I, I wanna, you, maybe you yeah. want to start with an online dating app first or an online dating site. You know, maybe that's more comfortable for you. So I ask them, where are you comfortable starting? I also make sure, hey, if you are going online, we need to talk about what if someone, you know, sees you. Because just because if you're online, that means someone, you know, is probably also online. That's a great point because you might walk into a club or mm-hmm. you might walk into a dating app where right. you're like, oh, my God, it's Bob from accounting. Right. And Bob in accounting <laughs> just swiped right. Right. And, you know, right. what What from here? Like, right. So, yeah, it, it depends because there are ways that you can be very, mm-hmm. very incognito, mm-hmm. extremely incognito where no one knows right. about it. Right. But it just makes life easier is if, if you're you, you just open. own it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and for some people, owning it is not as as easy because if you have you know very conservative families and they disapprove or, or if you're very active in the church. Jobs. Or, yeah, jobs, you know, that can stop you from owning it. You know, so what you have to realize is, okay, if you're online, then you might not see someone's face in their picture. Yeah, I come across that all the time when I'm on apps where this person is, you know, I have such and such job. I don't want people that I know to see me, but I'm willing to send you a picture otherwise. Mm-hmm. There are websites, you know, specifically for like swingers that you can go. So this is a safe space that everyone here is a swinger. We're, you know, we're open about it. We're going to share this. You're going to see, you know, actual photos. But if you're on something like OkCupid or Tinder or Thrinder, you might not have all those photos or you may have, you know, images but not clear faces because we don't want in case you know the ceo of our company is on this site as well we don't want them to see to see us and then question our our morality or our ability to do our job you know another thing is is um you have regional uh areas Mm -hmm. where okay for instance um you know you can go to a bar that you know where couples like this frequent yeah it gets even deeper sometimes where um the local grocery store in a certain town will have certain code and cues where Mm -hmm. it's like listen if i have a pineapple in my uh (laughs) right uh uh, my cart my cart yeah and you have a pineapple in your cart then they start checking each other out 
in in that couples do right. that in, the, in that in that area and clubs have like attire rules as well that if you're wearing certain scarf or certain color or certain whatever mm-hmm. this means that and you mm-hmm. have to find out what those rules mean yeah and as listen well. you know it, it used to be like 10 15 years ago where it was really hard to find these places but like mm-hmm. now it, yeah. they're, they're very easy to find right you know and I, I feel it's easier once you get into the community you find someone who's in the community you ask them, introduce me to people, you know, can you help me get into like maybe a house party? It's going to be easy to get in there because there's still stigma around it. It is, it is so much like rushing. Okay. So <laughs> like in college. Oh no, it, it's <laughs> oh. crazy because, okay. So typically, you know, you go to a club, right? right? Let, let's say you go to a swingers club right. and a couple finds you really attractive mm-hmm. and they host these kind of things. Right. And you will get invited. Right. Right. Or you would be get invited to submit right. your couple profile. Right. To become accepted to mm-hmm. come to like these once a month house parties that right. go from house to house or hotel to hotel mm-hmm. or whatever. But it becomes a you know, I and I, I I've I've met a lot of couples where mm-hmm. it's like we gotta we like your wife, but we don't like your husband. Right. We like your husband, but, we don't but like your, your wife, wife needs to lose some weight. And so that's when, it as a couple, cra- it gets it gets fratastic yeah. that way, or or sorority licious <laughs> oh that God. way. Because I I've seen that where it's like mm-hmm. you know, and that creates a whole nother mm-hmm. set of dynamics. Yeah, because you have to agree as a couple. So what happens if? you know, a couple likes me, they don't like you. Are we going to say, okay, that's cool, fine, go have fun? Or nope, we both have to be accepted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if you're not accepted, I'm not going to take the bid either. Yeah. So. yeah. And you know, the other thing is, is um, you have to look out for scams, I think, is mm-hmm. that um, when they say, listen, there's a, there's a $200 processing fee, mm-hmm. where it's like, what? Like, that's as a opposed, really expensive processing fee. Exactly. As opposed to saying, you know, there's a $200 uh, fee to cover right all our expenses because right. we're going to get a huge penthouse and yeah. there's 20 couples and right. that's how much it's divided up to you yeah know? but 200 dollars could be a lot for your monthly budget if you don't have that budgeted in or exactly. what are we going to give up to do that yeah so again I, we what, have to figure uh, out what's wh- how we do this do you ever have couples like that 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 one gets so obsessed with it where it's like whoa we need to like put the brakes on this like we're yeah. spending way too much money or too much time mm-hmm. thinking about this. Yeah. Because it, was, it can get time consuming. Either that or I have a lot of couples where it's so stressful on them, it's causing more problems where they're not willing to change or stop. And I have to have a heart to heart of like, listen, this doesn't seem to be healthy for you guys right now. Or not even just fun. Yeah, or fun. The fun's gone. It's like, this is supposed to be fun. You know, that's not supposed to be stressful. It's supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, stress happens in our life, but this is a social, a lot of times it's a social activity. The social time of people, if it's not fun, why are we doing it? You know, I mean, that's more for the open swinging monogamous type because with polyamorous, you know, life does get stressful and we have to work through those conflicts as a family. But, you know, this is fun. Mm -hmm. If you're not having fun anymore, then we need to reevaluate. Why are we not? And do we need to change something? And what do we need to change? So let me go back to something that you kind of introduced the podcast into with like, how popular really is this? Like how mainstream is this becoming? Because you said more and more people are doing yeah. it, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, what are we talking about? So unfortunately, I don't have any numbers for you, but I do know that there's a big, I guess we could call it a down low for swinging and open relationships. There's a big stigma. So a lot of people are in it, are in the lifestyle, but they're afraid to be open with it because again, there's going to be stigma t- towards it. Or what if this person doesn't agree? What if my family doesn't agree? So we keep it very hush-hush until, and, and, unless you're amongst people who are very supportive. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends where they're, they're swingers and I had, well, I knew, but they didn't actually say they were for like months or years until after they knew me. And I'm like, I of all people have no judgment here, but that's mm-hmm. just how it is. It's, it's uncomfortable. You know, like, well, what happens if, if Courtney goes and says something to someone else? You know, because not that I am, you know, but what if I let it slip? They don't want that happening. So if we have a common connection or if it's someone at work, they don't want, you know, you go in at the water cooler telling someone, so yeah, did you hear about that time that Andrew, oops, because mm-hmm. Andrew might not want that out. So it, it's, it is very popular. Both men and women want it. Either, I will tell you this, that it used to be, this was a, oh, well, it's a male dominated you know, they, male men just want sex, but no, a lot of women actually 
introduce opening relationships to their male partners. Um, and there's no shame there. There's actually a great article I have on the show notes as well about it's called women swinging sex and seduction. It's by um, a person who's very familiar with the lifestyle. He did a study on it and saw that a lot of women are introducing this into their relationships. Um, men are going for it. Some men don't like it. I have a lot of men who come into my office and they're like, I, they're not really into it. They're doing it. Like I'll talk about this because my wife wants to, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. I really just want to be with her and that's it. Um, it also can help improve marital satisfaction. You know, it's, it, we are staying together in long-term relationships longer. And so because of that, then things get bored. We get bored. Mm -hmm. So we are in these long-term relationships. Eventually we get a little bit bored with it. This just adds a little bit of excitement. As you said, the fun. So, Hey, we can go out and experience something new, maybe do a new position. You know, if a partner is into a certain sex act, but one isn't, we can find a partner that I can enjoy that with them, or I can learn something new because I learned something new from all my partners. It's like, Ooh, I never knew that. Like, Oh, I'm going to start doing that more often. So it can actually improve marital satisfaction, lower divorce rates, um, you know, improve communication, improve trust, add excitement, sometimes cheap excitement, you know, into relationships. You know, I think, um, you know, another thing to look out for is you got to be careful with who you're dating because sometimes things can go psychotic. They can. You know, yeah. sometimes like someone mm -hmm. that you, if you're talking with someone, you're like, hey, I'm married and mm -hmm. I'm just dating you. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you come home and your wife is like, this girl just texted me and right. she's saying some crazy <laughs> shit or this right. dude just showed up to our door mm -hmm. you gave him our address like right why are you getting flowers at work from another dude that isn't mm -hmm. me you right know? yeah and again that's when like with any other relationship like you know but i'm setting dating the parameters with right. that other person i think is very important yeah it is you know and also like with me when i'm dating and some there's a red flag there it's we need to go ahead and end this with this person now versus later mm-hmm you know, and I'm all for, hey, let's maybe talk to the person first. I mean, some people are just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We don't need to have any conversation. That's fine. You know, but talking isn't always a bad thing because you can pick up on some red flags or if something seems uncomfortable, then it's okay to say no. We mm -hmm. don't have to go there. We can we can go to someone else. What's your, like your number one thing that couples really need to think about before coming into your office? Like, that would save them a lot of time. Okay. And, and like maybe they can self-assess themselves. Right. What's that one thing where they look at it and they're like, all right, maybe. So that's hard to answer because sometimes when you come in, you don't have that one thing. And that is the therapy mm -hmm. is, well, let's talk about why we're not clear on what we want. So it's okay if you come in and you're not too clear, but if you do have a good idea, it's definitely good to come in with, you know, if you've already been in this, in a swinging uh, or open relationship in the past to come in with the details of that, you know, be willing to share that, be willing to put it out there. If you want to come in with your list of this is what I want, that's great. Might not get to it the first session, but at least we already have it. We can definitely, you know, you, you don't have homework to do pretty much, you know, um, you've done your, your summer reading and you're good. So, you know, coming in with, you know, also about your relationship, what's going on in your relationship. Don't, don't lie about if you're having conflict. Um, just be honest. Like, yeah, we're not agreeing here. You know, if there's been past trauma, that's important to know as well, because this could trigger some other trauma. What, what do you say about the, what do you say to the people who are listening to this and perhaps are clutching their pearl necklaces <laughs> and saying, mm -hmm. Courtney, you're just facilitating sex addiction. Mm -hmm. You're facilitating nymphos. Right. You're, you're facilitating debauchery. Right. And this is not supposed to happen. Right. It's Courtney, and I would like to thank Good Clean Love Lubricants for providing my clients and podcast listeners with samples of both Almost Naked Personal Lubricant and their Biomatch Restore Personal Lubricant. Biomatch Restore is formulated to mimic the natural pH levels of the vagina and helps reduce the risk of bacterial vaginosis. Ladies, if BV has caused havoc in your life, contact Courtney via Twitter handle at CGeterLMFT to find out how you can get a free sample limited to the first three messages. Courtney's clients, ask about these samples at your next session. It's marriage is between a man and a woman, mm -hmm. and that's it. Right. And that's okay for some people, but not all people. 
you know, so what you said is this is not supposed to happen. Supposed is what we call a cognitive distortion. It's the should statement and it's a expectation for this to happen, which might not be always reasonable. It might be reasonable for you, Andrew, but not for other people. Okay. What about people who grew up in a Baptist household right. or grew up in a household where, mm-hmm. you know, my parents were married for 40 years and they right. were just with themselves. And when one died, the two weeks later, the mm-hmm. other one died. They were so in love and... Mm-hmm. You know, but, right. you know, what do you say to those people who are really conflicted mm-hmm. with like, oh my God, but I want to do this and times are changing. So we take time to actually process that first. I say it might be best that we talk about this and work through some of that conflict and see where is it that you want to go? Because after we work through a lot of personal issues, core issues, even relationship issues, sometimes people decide, hey, this is not what we want you know, actually, I want to focus more on our relationship and our time together. Or, you know what, I want to find one person I want to connect with first. You know, so it may be that we need to process those issues, figure out, you know, where do you really want to go? And if you change your mind, that's okay. Part of therapy is you start the journey thinking you're going to end up one spot, but you don't, you end up someplace else. It's happened with me in my own therapy where I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this and this and get, yeah, totally ended up someplace else. Like, yeah. So what advice do you give people when, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, co- college kid Susie mm-hmm. uh, sees Cousin Ed on <laughs> Tinder and runs back and tells the family and the family's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, the, this couple, they're swingers and they're in right. an open relationship. How do you confront the family? How do you let the family know? So if it's one of those where the, they were caught so to say, and the family now knows, I say, you know, it may be good to invite your family in for a session so they can understand what you're doing, that your relationship is not on the rocks, that you're not getting divorced. This is your lifestyle, your preference. Uh, It may be educating the family about what's going on. That's a whole lifestyle, the protocol, um, swinging, open relationships, polyamory. But, but Courtney, you're, you're going to get AIDS and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to rip apart the fabric of of a marriage and what a marriage should be. Right. Again, so there's that should statement that this is your expectation, but mm-hmm. not your your son, your daughter, your son-in-law, daughter-in-law's expectation. I, I didn't and, raise you this way. And you could get AIDS from any person, not just, you know, uh, this person that you've been having an ongoing sexual relationship with. Hopefully we have some STI, STD testing going on. How did I fail you as a parent? But you didn't fail. You did a good job raising this person for them to be their own person, what we call autonomy, and able to make their own decisions. Does this mean that you're gay? No, it does not mean you're gay. That's a whole other topic, Producer Andrew, but no, it does not mean you're gay. It does not mean you're bisexual. Uh, It just means you're a person, and I like having behaviors sometimes with other people. You see what I'm getting at? I do. Because there's a whole host (laughs) of things. There are. A barrage of things Mm -hmm. that come at you that you need to be prepared for. If you get caught or mm-hmm. if you even want to approach, right. you know, your mom or your dad mm-hmm. or your kids mm-hmm. and say, hey, right. me and mom are doing this or me and my mm-hmm. wife are, are doing this. Right. And, yeah. you know, that's a different discussion as well about how do we, when, how do we tell our kids? Do we tell our kids? At some point, kids are going to begin to pick up on stuff, you know, mm-hmm. so we need to have an idea of what we're going to say if they ask us. Um, it's not going to damage kids at all. There's a lot of studies that show that kids are very healthy in relationships where they're polyamorous or they're open. Um, you don't have to disclose all your dirty laundry or your personal stuff to your kids. That's a violation of, of boundaries, but it's okay for them to know. And that's when you begin to also have you know, good sex education conversations, sexuality education conversations with your children so then they can grow up and begin to make decisions for themselves. It what just is it sounds that they like want? you're just saying, look, man up and communicate. <laughs> Pretty much. We don't. need to work on communication. Yeah, if you make yeah. it if you make it weird, it's going right. to be weird. And if you don't want to disclose to your family, that's fine, but then we need to talk about how are you going to protect yourself so it doesn't get out. Yeah. You know, and that might be okay, we don't go on okay or even or even why are you embarrassed of it? Right, and it might not be embarrassment. It might just be, you know, I know my family's not going to react well, and I don't want to ruin that relationship. Yeah for this preference they're, of mine. They're pillars of the community back yeah. in Des Moines, Iowa, and right. I don't want to 
right. harm that. I don't want to rock that. I don't want to create conflict with me and my mom, my dad. This is what I want, you know, and so we're going to choose to keep us private and maybe only have a select group of people who know about our open relationship or really, really interview someone first. Yeah, you know, really that, screen that, someone first before we bring them into our dad's relationship. Dad's a pastor of 30 years right. and wherever, and I, I don't mm-hmm. want this to affect them. Right, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes even the pastors are in open relationships. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. have been stories. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so... So that's just a, an idea, Producer Andrew, of what one might expect if they come into my office. Now, keep in mind, this is my office. I do things my way. Uh, other therapists do things different ways. So don't go to someone who's in Wisconsin or Florida or North Carolina. Expect, like, oh, this is what I'm, what's going to happen. This is what, no. I, this, this is what I heard uh, Courtney yeah, Jeter yeah, say. Yeah, Courtney Jeter said this, so this is how we're going to do it. No, 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 that therapist has their own protocol, yeah. um, and we're going to respect that. Uh, but just know that this is what I do. This is how I recommend to couples. I have some very successful couples, you know, opening relationships, um, having alternative lifestyles. I have some that it's not working so well for them. So don't think that everyone who comes to me, we, we, we're passing with an A or a B. Sometimes it's not. And we're working through that as well. Yeah, sometimes it's other issues that yeah, you have to yeah. A lot of other issues. Yeah. A lot of other issues come out first. And I always say my recommendation is to for you not to do this. Or my recommendation is that we try it this way. I'm never gonna tell a client what to do and not do, that's not my job. My job is to help you make the best decision for yourself, but I will definitely tell you, I recommend this and this is why. If, mm-hmm. I, feel, if I strongly feel this is not gonna be good for you or the relationship, this is why you know, we don't need to do it now or maybe we need to start this way. So that's what I will do. Um, so just keep it in mind that you know tips for a successful open or swinging type relationships um you need need to have a stable primary emotional relationship with your partner that includes trust honesty and communication we need to create a protocol or boundaries for the open relationship uh you know what what are we agreeing to do what's off limits you know what are the ambiguous things that maybe we need to come back and look at we need a a fail-safe plan in case the protocol or boundaries don't work as planned so if all of a sudden i begin to feel very uncomfortable and my partner's not, what What do we agree ahead of time to do? Kind of like a prenup, but for an open relationship, I guess you could say. Or, you know, we do we need to have a plan to come back every so often and review what's going on? Like, are we still okay? Do we need to change something? Let's look at maybe our life. Has our income changed that we need to change our plan? Uh, so it, it's a variety of things to have in your fail-safe plan. Um, and again, check in around the protocol and the plan, update as needed. Uh, for any kind of life events, income, relationship, discord. So if all of a sudden you guys have a new baby, we might need to look at, hey, do we need to put this on hold because the baby's going to be very stressful? Or if there was, you know, a death in the family that was very tragic, maybe we need to process that, go through that grief first before continuing an open relationship. If Unless if there is a open relationship that has a more of an emotional connection, that might be different. But if it's just like a monogamous or, hey, we're going hooking up with people, just one night stands, Let's look at how can we support each other in the relationship first and be an emotional support um, to keep that strong while there's a little rockiness going on. The other thing I, I would recommend is mm-hmm. finding a place yeah. to do this. Right. Like if, if income allows, if, mm-hmm. if you can, yeah, and have, have, for lack of a better phrase, a fuck mm-hmm. pad. Pretty much. You know, yeah, hotel room or or, in law suite or whatever, and where that's where it is, Mm -hmm. and and that cuts down on all Mm -hmm. kinds of go to a club, yeah, you know, go wherever. But on the show notes, I do have a few resources besides the articles I mentioned, these are geared more towards swingers, um, you know, but there's swingers.org, and there's also NASCA, which is N A S C A dot com. Uh, that is the National Swingers Association. They have lists of events that you can go to, clubs in, you know, by state, so you can put in your zip code. I was amazed when I put in Georgia's that there's actually a lot of clubs outside of the metro Atlanta area. There's oh, a few. There's a ton. Yeah. Because, I was like, oh, uh, wow. I was expecting just all in Atlanta, but no, there's some like well, on the Hartsfield outskirts. Airport, you know, yeah. it's huge. You but know, I'm talking about like an hour or two away. There's Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I was I was kind of amazed. I was definitely expecting a lot to be in Atlanta, but there's a few on the, you know, way mm. outside. I have a few couples who actually, um, they go to different cities. So that way, it's a more of a protection for them. Um, so you can like, hey, if you like a certain state, maybe, you know, plan vacations there. 
uh, that's just for your swinging lifestyle and you can go to the swing club, you know, get a room, mm-hmm. you know, just have a good weekend or week stay. And that way you're probably less likely to run into people, you know, if yeah. you do, then the the stars are aligning in a certain way. <laughs> and and to, to kind of piggyback on like, you know, less likely to run into someone, you know, like mm-hmm. a big thing that I would say is I think you have to roll with the punches on these things because things aren't always going to go exactly how you expect right. them to go. And even if I guess when they sit down with you and they game plan this and mm-hmm. they say, hey, this is what's going to happen. We're human beings, and you might change your mind Mm -hmm. right in the middle of something. Right. But I think, you know, for both people, I think it's important to keep a cool head and just start to communicate Mm -hmm. and say, what's going on? Yeah. So, again, the checking in with each other, you know, like I always say with couples in their sexual relationship, we need to have self-care check-in time on what's going on. How are we? This needs to happen in open relationships. Do you ever get post-traumatic? Where it was, I thought I was cool with it, but I found out three months later, two months later, that I'm not cool with this. I wouldn't call it post-traumatic, but yes, I've had that where someone's like, you know, this isn't really what I wanted. It's like, that's okay. You you can change your mind. But communicate it. <laughs> yeah, you need to communicate, communicate it, especially it. to your partner. Yeah, you don't hold it in. Right. Don't be like, well, he's enjoying yeah. himself or she's enjoying no, no, himself. No, 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 no. I don't want to be a party pooper. We need to communicate that and figure out now what do we do for this relationship yeah. that we have. You know, and there's definitely many options there and we won't get into all of them. But, you know, there's a way to rebalance it. Mm-hmm. We can always rebalance it. All right, sexy podcasters. That is it for tonight. I hope you enjoyed producer Andrew. He's always a lots of fun. We missed you, Troy and Michaela. Hope Mr. to have Troy, you back. I know. Hope you're ha- having a, a decent time where you're at. But we will see you next time. Um, and folks, keep an eye out. I've been invited by a friend to do one of her shows. It's a video. I will be drinking lots of wine and making crafts. Um, so keep an eye out for that as well. It'll be lots of fun. All right. Bye, guys. Later. Bye, Andrew. Bye-bye. Hey, Troy. Did you know that the Let's Talk Sex podcast is not a replacement for your own medical doctor or mental health professional? Now you tell me. Let's Talk Sex is here to educate you, Troy. It's also here to give you information, but we cannot diagnose or treat you through our podcast. Now, what's the number to 911 again? 911. Got it. Perfect.